We need a break from fantasy football. That's why we're here. Wow. Hello, everybody. John Jorgensen, <laughs> Caleb Swales, your host, Brandon Hodge, here with another edition of Why We're Here, our fourth episode. It's actually a milestone. You want to say that? Full month, man. A full month, yeah. It's been a great month. So, let me ask. I mean, how was your... Sorry, I was just saying. I mean, we got like 36 people listening. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Or I have listened. So mm-hmm. That's pretty good for a first month. I agree. What are you saying? In I was three different say. countries. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's Sweden, Germany, the United States. Uh, we love we... all three of you. But... <laughs> all three of you. <laughs> well, that's one way of saying it. I guess. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask how you guys' weeks have been. Anything interesting happen in the week? I know there's a lot of interesting news in the NBA, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, I don't like college. It's not fun. Amen. Yeah. And um, I'm not gonna name anybody. Mike. <coughs> um, needs <laughs> <laughs> to hire some people at Chick Fil A that actually you know work. Cause you know I don't I don't want to enjoy working overtime. All the time. It it cuts into studies a lot. So for those of you in the Lombard area, Chick-fil-A Lombard is hiring. Get into zone. Auto zone. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Why? You may continue. Enjoy <laughs> Okay, yeah, Caleb, Caleb's had enough already. So my my week has been um uh, it's been interesting. I, college. What was interesting? Well, I had three exams in two days. Oh. Two of which were proctored. Oh. Which was, that was a struggle. My income tax exam, I did get the highest grade in the class. Income tax is my favorite class. I love taxes. I just don't like paying them. (laughs) (laughs) But, so that was great. That's why I do taxes for other people. That's exactly right. (laughs) That's right. Yep. And then, work is work. What you doing with the week? <laughs> well, um, I guess I'll go on with my week. Yeah, Brandon, how's your week? Uh, yeah, come on. Yeah, come on now. It was a pretty good week. Uh, worked, went to school, did a football game yesterday. Broadcast. He was looking spiffy too in yes, that suit. Always, always at UNCP, and they were able to pull out the win. Against Glenville State from West Virginia. West, oh, that's sad. That's <laughs> sad. sad. They won. They won. <laughs> well, yeah, Pembroke won, but it's always bad to see West Virginia lose. Well, West for the actual West Virginia won yesterday, so there you go. Does that make? Well, they beat Virginia. Let me clarify my statement. A team from West Virginia. Why? Go. Why has it got to be? Why is that sad? Cause I like West. He's trying to expand our audience. I like our audience oh, to West Virginia. I like the yes. state of West Virginia for a couple different reasons. I'm not going to disclose <clears throat> what they are, but just know that they exist. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, I love Montana. You know, mountains. <laughs> You're just Valleys. saying that because your uncle talks about Montana all the time. That is true. I yeah, yeah. Bible college. Yes, that's why he was out there, wasn't it? 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was Bible college. I thought it was something else. <laughs> I know it was Bible college, though. Well, we do have a pretty exciting announcement that I'll get to. We'll do it right now. So, we are going to expand our research field and expand into the NFL now. So, we're going to not just do NBA and NFL news, but we will also cover other sports areas um, whenever there is particular news uh, in the field. So, we will be changing our name to While We're Here Sports Podcast, and we'll be doing that from here on out. So, that's some exciting stuff, but we will get into... Our NBA news first, since we know that's why a lot of you have joined us. So, our first topic of discussion, uh, probably the biggest thing that happened this past week, John Wall, uh, out for the rest of the year, well, for the year, due to him possibly being traded. So they are planning on resting him until they can find a trade partner for John Wall. And the Houston Rockets look to have that deal done as soon as possible. They want um, the best offer available, so they're not rushing anything. But John Wall not expected to play for Houston this season. So first, John, I will ask you, how does this affect Houston, Um, the young talent around? Also, Christian Wood as well. How does this affect this organization, and do you think this is a smart move for the Houston Rockets and for John Wall? Well, this is a very interesting question. I do appreciate you pairing the Johns together and letting me go first on this one. (laughs) So, John Wall is... Hmm, how do I say this? In my personal opinion, John Wall is past his prime. You know, in the past years, he's when he was in Washington, he was ex- electric on the court, and one one of the best, if not the best player for Washington. And for those of you that's wondering why they're laughing, Caleb almost just blew the computer up. So, um, notwithstanding that, John Wall, as I said, John Wall has passed his prime. He did good in years past. I'm just not sure if he will maintain that in the future. I think there's a good chance that he will continue to lose some of his game. Okay? So, resting him for the entire year, that just seems really weird to me. That's like, for instance, an article that I looked up earlier from Monte Ellis that used to play for the the Indiana Pacers has not played for them in five years, and yet he still makes more than a lot of, you know, first-year people in the NBA Mm -hmm. in their rookie seasons. And that, to me, is just so strange. I mean, he's making $2.3 million, essentially, a year for five years so they could buy out the rest of his $11 million deal to sit at home and do nothing. And you got people out there giving their hearts and souls for the game who get less than that. 
So that to me is just crazy. And it'd be different if it was somebody that was like a household name. But in the grand scheme of things, in five years, nobody's probably going to even remember who Monte Ellis is. So, wow. I mean, that that's a, <laughs> that's a stretch. I mean, people don't know who he is. But my point being, he's not like one of the LeBron James of the world yeah. or the Anthony Davis. Okay, so Mr. Caleb, we'll just scoot it right on over to you. All right. Um, <clears throat> I mean, as far as like possible like places he could go, he's making like what I want to say forty-four million. I want to say this is last year, Thank ain't you. it? Something like something that. Something like that. Something insane. So, you know, definitely no contending team is going to take him. Mm-hmm. No mid-level team is going to take him. So, he's going to have to go somewhere horrible. <laughs> Orlando. Oklahoma City. That's probably about it. Yeah. I mean, maybe, like, some team, like, if... At the trade deadlines, New Orleans just sucks. I can see him doing something, just trying to get, you know, going to rebuild again. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a team like that that's just has no hope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, something like that where they're just trying to get assets at this point. I mean, they're probably going to have to include a, a first-round pick probably with them just to get rid of that contract. Um, not like he's a bad player, but it's like the Derrick Rose situation where, like, he's good, but he gets that major injury and he's just not worth the money anymore. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, he's still good and all, he's just not elite. Yeah. <laughs> right. And see, you mentioned New Orleans is one of the teams potentially, potentially that he could go to. And we've talked about in previous episodes how other than Zion Williamson, they don't necessarily have a lot of talent on the New Orleans roster. Now, they have their shining stars every once in a while, but there's no really consistent leader of the team. Mm. So, and that brings into another thing. If he were to be traded to New Orleans, what would New Orleans give up to Houston? I mean, would they trade Zion? Mm. I mean, it's unlikely, but what combination? If they give them their entire future, maybe. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, if they were to bring in John Wall, how much would they have to give up? And they already don't have a lot. I mean, do they? I wonder if they even have enough cap space. Because, no, they might, because Zion's probably, he's still on his rookie deal. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Ingram's probably his extension. I'm yeah, I mean, I think Zion is expected to sign his extension this upcoming year. Right, but I mean, they still got enough so, for that one season. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm trying to think of like who. Probably like. They probably end up. For John Wall, I mean, I can see him giving up like. Josh Hart, probably. Probably, um, like Garrett Temple or uh, Sadoransky that they just got. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Probably in like a second round pick, <clears throat> something, something like that. Getting John Wall in a first, probably. Mm. 
something like that. Yeah, so nothing you know, nothing insane, but Yeah. I think um with this John Wall situation, I think it is smart for the Rockets to rest him because obviously you don't want him to have the risk of being hurt or an injury coming along and then you know, nobody wants Even to trade. Value. Yeah. And considering his injury history as well. I mean, that's something to factor in. So I think this is a smart decision for the Rockets, but I'm not sure if it's the smartest decision overall because it's like, why did you even trade for John Wall in the first place? Mm -hmm. I mean, you got rid of Russell Westbrook. I mean, just to get John Wall, and then after a year, you're going to trade him. It's just like, why did you bother doing it? In the well, first I think place. in the past year they realized they're going to go extremely young. I don't think they really <clears throat> thought about it at the beginning of last yeah. season. I think they just kind of went into it and hoped for the best. Well, and, here's my point. If they knew they were going to go extremely young, then why would you try and trade for a point for guard that's older? old. Yeah. That, I mean, that I it just doesn't make sense to me. Unless you tried and trade Russell Westbrook for younger guys. Wizards like a few young prospects that, somewhere somewhere in the league. Somebody is going to want Russell Westbrook, I mean, and mm-hmm. is willing to Blake give up some young prospects. A year early. It's just like I don't understand that decision by the Rockets overall. And <clears throat> I know they weren't fond of the Westbrook and Harden duo working together. Um, they weren't fond of Harden really at all. And Harden had the fallout with the Rockets. And we Which know what happened shame, after that. He was an excellent player. For <clears throat> he was, but they realized they just couldn't get over the hump with him uh, in the playoffs and make that finals appearance. So, I mean, it it sucks, but I mean, you still had a winnable roster. I don't know why you even tried to take it all apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand your team isn't, you know amazing but i think if you just add if you just keep trying to fill the pieces instead of take it all apart some pieces are going to work eventually that's right it's just like a puzzle with shapes there's only so many shapes before you're going to run out so you're going to have somewhere along the line something's going to work i think and whether it's through trades or uh a steal in the draft i mean something is going to work but um, that's just my philosophy on it. I don't, I don't agree with teams just building from scratch once again and taking a team down. Um, I think that's a dumb decision. If you have a chance to win every year, I mean, you never know. You never know. Um, ask Miami a couple of years ago in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I mean, anything can happen. I mean, seriously. So. I don't agree with it, um, and they're obviously looking to trade Wall for some draft capital and some younger players, what they should have done for with Russell Westbrook in the beginning. But either way, um, it may work out. And I think the Rockets have a good young core. I love their young core, um, Josh Christopher and Jalen Green and um, – the center from Turkey. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But 
I mean, I like their young core yeah. that they have, and then Christian Wood, well, I'm the thinking probably, veteran. Because they're, I mean, it's starting to look like a long-term rebuild. I think yeah. I, they're probably not going to hold on to Christian Wood. He's probably not going to stay. Oh, I, yeah, I know. Well, He's just, probably gone. I just think they're going to have trouble getting over the, you know, the hump. Yeah. Or just making the play in. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, got I, so many guys that just don't want to, aren't going to want to be there because it's going to take so long. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I think um, I think with uh the rocket situation, they they're going to need some type of veteran presence on their roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I just don't think it's Christian Wood. Christian Wood isn't really a a veteran. I mean, he is, but he isn't. Um, he is averaged 20 a game this past year. And then, I mean, when he played with the Pistons, which is kind of so on and so forth. And then he played with the Pelicans. But, I mean, you could see his potential uh, with Detroit in that last season. And then he kind of blew up there and mm-hmm. got that deal with the Rockets. And the rest is history. But... I mean, I think they should trade Christian Wood because he still has a lot of potential left. I think they need to add a few veterans that are kind of older in the league um, so that these younger guys can learn from these veterans and these veterans can play alongside them and show them and help them along the way. Um, With Houston, they don't really have that now. So I'm not sure what's going to happen with this situation, but... Um, we'll see through time, I guess. And something else I just thought of about the John Wall. I mean, Caleb, you mentioned that his contract was for over $40 million a year. And we were just talking about beforehand, the salary cap is $132 million. So No, it's not. It's like 112 Yeah, so that's even less. My My point here is, they just told over a third of their salary cap to just go home and rest. Yeah. You know, that's that's a lot of money that mm-hmm. the the Rockets spent for literally nothing. Yeah. I mean, so that's just, you know, in the short term. So you mentioned long term, you didn't think it was a good idea. Mm. I think short term, it's not a good idea because, I mean, you're taking a third over a third of your money for salaries. And basically just throwing it away. Yeah. Now, what? of course, what they're hoping is that by doing that, they'll save him and get a better trade offer in the future. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's really going to hurt losing that much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what um, Houston's going to do out of this, but uh, we will we'll find out. So, um, not much more in... NBA news besides that. I know um, Giannis, his mom got um, citizenship into the United States. Really? You want to say that? And Anthony Davis got married yesterday. And his wife is half his size. Yeah. (laughs) Giannis' brother might sign with the Raptors. Yeah. Alex Antetokounmpo. The major, possible Mm -hmm. major uh, salary cap expansion. Yeah. They get that TV deal done. It's like, 
63 million more mm-hmm. something like that that's a lot of money yeah of money. caleb morton signed a two-way deal with the miami heat man that's that's big that's big news that's gonna change yeah. that's gonna change they're going to the finals <laughs> now I don't know what your Wizards are going to do now, John. They're going to give the Wizards a run for their money. Look, Bradley Beal is shaking in his boots. But um, that's all in NBA news pretty much. Oh, no, you're missing one thing. What's that? LeBron. Oh, gosh. He's always in the news. Exactly. Enough said about that. He's always stirring something (laughs) up. Well, so now we're going to move into our NFL news. And results from today. Um, so we will begin this week with this, since um, we've had requests to, you know, um, move into more expand. sports, expand a little more, and um, have a little more variety out there. Um, few games that we can talk about from today. I mean, first off, Panthers and Saints. That was insane. That was insane. That was a massacre. I mean, to be fair, the Saints how were down eight coaches due to COVID. I mean, half of their starting defense was out due to COVID and injuries. And then, I mean, their offense was terrible today. I mean, their offense had no rhythm. They um, Jameis Winston. Yeah, because of Jameis Winston. Um he did not look good out there. Made the same mistakes he did in Tampa. Yeah, uh, constantly. But Panthers pull off a good win, 26-7. to um, A game I was really shocked by is the Raiders and Steelers. Um, the Raiders pull through yet again yes. and beat the Steelers 26-17 on the road. In fashion. In Pittsburgh, yeah. And Derek Carr looked amazing. I have him on my oh, fantasy monster. roster. On my bench, um, and he put up thirty six. So, and Herbert got the start for me, put up eighteen. <laughs> but we won't talk about that. Um, Bills shut the Dolphins out, thirty five zip. Ain't that something? Yeah, um, surprised me. Patriots beat the Dolph or the Jets, excuse me, twenty five six. Forty Niners Eagles, a Forty Niners won seven to eleven. That was a really close game. Throughout the entire game, 49ers scored um, like early in the fourth, I believe. Like it was a low-scoring game for most of the game. I mean, you know, if they would actually, you know, throw the ball to George Kittle, <laughs> me, you know, maybe they could spark some offense. But yeah. instead, you know, just got them sitting, starting tight end spot with like four points. But Jimmy yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo today reminded me a lot of Cam Newton of years past, mm-hmm. diving into the end zone for the touchdown running to get the first down. You don't really see a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL do those kind of things. So it just it was just pretty refreshing yeah. to see the extra effort put forth. Mm-hmm. Uh Kittle today with four catches, seventeen yards. I am so, extremely excited about like, that because my opponent in fantasy football had Kittle in the <laughs> starting lineup and he's just been <clears throat> massacred all day. Yeah, it has not been pretty for him, to say the least. Um, Man, literally have 4.7 points. 5.7. <laughs> no, this leaves. Oh. Mm. Yeah, that's close enough. Um, Browns-Texans. Browns win 31-21. That was a close game Are the for Texans a lot of it. Are the Texans legit? That's um, what I'm wondering. Yes and no. 
Tyrod Taylor exited with an injury in the first quarter. Uh, the first half. I'm not sure if it was the first quarter, but so he um, came back though, didn't he? I don't think he did. Mm-mm. No. Wait, so who played for him then? Uh, Davis Mills, the rookie from Stanford. Mm. But and also, I mean, also Jarvis Landry as well. They said it was a hamstring injury, and he was replaced by mm. Davis Mills. Um, but they don't know if he's going to be able to play in the Thursday night game against the Panthers. So we'll see on yeah, that. That might be a really good game. Yeah, I think that'll be a pretty good game. Um, just because, I mean, a lot of people doubted the Texans this year. But the Texans are actually stepping up and beat the Jags uh, last week. And we're actually in a really close game with the Browns a lot of the way. But to be to be fair, the Browns really had limited receiving options today. Yes. Odell was out for a second straight week. Jarvis Landry got hurt with a sprained MCL mm-hmm. in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So his timetable to return is unknown. And... I mean, their leading receiver today was uh, the running back, Demetric Felton, out of UCLA. So he had two catches, 51 yards, and he was our leading receiver in yards. But, uh, yeah, um, we'll see what happens with the Browns. They looked really good last week, but this week um, can't say the same. Rams and Colts. Rams, 27. Colts, 24. Matthew Stafford put up another really good game. A little bit of a story here. Daryl Henderson had 13 carries. Sony Michelle got action and had 10 carries in this game. So it looks like well, Darryl they... Well, Henderson went down with an injury, too. I did not know that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Let me, yeah. I'll, I'll check so, it a rib injury. I wanted to. Yeah, that's what it was, a rib injury. Wow. That was another rib injury. That's tough. Um, Tua suffered a rib injury as well today. and was carted off of the bench on the sidelines. So, we hope the best for him. Broncos and Jaguars. I like this game. Um, Javante Williams got a lot of work and had a couple highlight plays today. If you have not seen them. I recommend you do because that man is like impossible to tackle. Um, he had 13 carries, 64 yards today, and he had a reception for 10 yards. Um, and the Broncos pick up the victory 23 13. A really good game that happened today Cardinals and Vikings. Cardinals went 34 33 after. Greg Joseph missed the game-winning field goal. Um, that's a tough break. The Vikings with kickers in the past few years. I mean, it's been almost really as, bad. Almost as bad as the Panthers and kickers. Yeah, <laughs> this season at least. Yeah. Um, but overall, that was a really enter- entertaining game. Um, Cowboys Chargers. This was a really good game. Cowboys win on the 56-yard field goal from Greg Zerline. Uh, time expiring. So they pick up the win 20-17. to 17. 
that was a good game, but the Chargers had a lot of penalties overall that really stumped um, any offense uh, in the red zone today. It was a tough day. Justin Herbert had two touchdowns uh, taken away by penalties on his team. So just to think if a couple of those penalties uh, just didn't happen, this game could have been um, resulted a lot differently. They're really young too, so I mean, that's part of it. But Mm. that's still – that was one of the most penalized games I've ever watched. Yeah, a lot of penalties. The the Carolina and the – Saints game had a lot of penalties as well. Mm-hmm. Well, a it was more one sided, especially yeah. in the beginning. New Orleans is like every single play they were throwing the flag. Yeah, but you know, further along in the game, they they kind of you know stopped yeah. doing all of that. Um, for the Titans and Seahawks today, that our only was overtime a good game. game. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good game. Derrick Henry. Was kind of stopped up at first, but eventually had a huge 60-yard run and then started to get some momentum going. Ended with 35 carries, 182 yards on the ground for the day, and three TDs. Um, He also had six receptions for 55 yards. So the Titans did say they wanted to get him more involved in the passing game, and it is showing here. And he got it today. Um, Julio Jones had a much better day after just having three catches last week. He had six receptions, 128 yards today. And A.J. Brown was held to just three receptions, 43 yards today. Um, Seahawks, they had a really good game offensively. Tyler Lockett, eight catches, 178, and a TD. And then Metcalf, six catches, 53 Freddie Swain had five catches, 95 yards, and a TD for the Seahawks. And for the Falcons and Buccaneers game, Tom Brady and Matt Ryan, two of the oldest quarterbacks in the league, going head-to-head. And Tom Brady undoubtedly wins this one, 48-25. Threw for five TDs and 276 through the air. Mike Evans had a really good bounce-back week after just having one catch in the Thursday night game last Thursday. Uh, Chris Godwin had four catches for 62 yards, a TD. Mike Evans' stat line was five receptions, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Gronk had two touchdowns as well off of four catches and 39 yards. So a lot of good stuff coming from the Buccaneers. Uh, Matt Ryan kind of struggled today, had three interceptions. Kyle Pitts, though, looked good with five catches, 73 yards, and Calvin Ridley had seven for 63 in the TD. And so one more game before we get to the game of the night with the Chiefs and Ravens. The Bears and Bengals, the Bears end up winning 20 to 17. Justin Fields had to come in due to the Andy Dalton injury and Fields um didn't look too great, didn't look horrible. Uh he was he was 6 for 13 for 60 yards with an INT and 
sacked twice. Um, but nonetheless, the Bears get the victory, and we'll move on to next week, 1-1. One and one. So, Chiefs and Ravens. This game is insane. So, this game right now um, is close to being over as we are recording this. Uh, it is 36-35 as we speak. But um, from what I can see, Lamar Jackson having an absolutely ridiculous second half here after struggling in the first half, and Marquise Brown as well has six catches for 113 yards, and Mahomes has 343 yards through the air. Kelsey with seven catches for 109 yards and a TD. So, just some monster games going on right now um, in this Chiefs-Ravens game that was expected to be high scoring. Fourth and one, <laughs> and the Ravens convert. Oh, they got oh, wow. it. 36-35 will be your final score. So, oh, the Ravens wow. are gonna be going to pick up the victory there. The victory. Yeah. Look at that. So, Who had that happening? <laughs> Not me. Yeah, I, I thought the Chiefs were going to win that one for sure. So the Raiders beat the Ravens, and the Ravens <laughs> beat the Chiefs. Oh, gosh. That makes the Raiders the number yeah. one team. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he goes, yeah. okay. I, I do enjoy Derek Carr. He's a great man. Are, are they the best in the league? I'm not convinced. I don't know. They – now he did as as of five o'clock today had the highest number of passing yards in the league today. So that I mean that speaks volumes mm-hmm. to his performance. Yeah. And his skill. But Brandon, if I can, the scandal of the day, in my opinion, <laughs> was Julio Jones supposed touchdown reception. Oh yeah. They stole that from that man. Yeah. I they agree. originally called it a touchdown on the field, and then they reviewed it, it, and said, oh, actually, it wasn't. If you look at the shot, you can clearly see yeah. darkness on the other side mm-hmm. of the white line. Some people might say it's a shoe. I don't think it is. I thought there it was, was the grass. There was grass showing was right the grass. there, and they stole it from him. Mm-hmm. So that Tennessee game in my opinion, should have never went to overtime anyway. They should have won by six. If yeah. they kicked the extra point and got it, they should have won by seven, and that should have been it. But I will say this. Since I have Tyler Lockett on my fancy team, I was completely okay with it going to overtime because <laughs> it only helps me. <laughs> but that was great. It was just great. Tyler Lockett mm. is another player that had an amazing game today. Not even to talk about my fancy quarterback, Kyler Murray. Yeah. That man was on a, and I know that's a completely different game. Yeah. But that man was on a mission today. Ended with four hundred passing yards, four thrown touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, which mm. not necessarily good. Yeah. But he was lighting it up all game long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that he struggled with at the end of last year, but it seems like he's kind of building on that uh, performance he had in the first half of last year. And then now it's kind of uh, went downhill at the end of last season, but it's kind of going back up now. 
So any interesting notes besides what you said, John, from today's game that anybody wants to touch on? Today's games, I should say. At all. Well, I mean, as expected, the Los Angeles Rams Cooper Cup had a monstrous game. Yeah, that that was a monstrous game. A monstrous mm-hmm. game. I mean, just, just to give you an idea of how much he outperformed, he was projected in fantasy to get 15 points, and he got 37. Yeah. I mean, wow. I mean, yeah, that's and- I mean, other than Derrick Henry. Yeah, I was going to say Derrick Henry's. That is is one of. That's unbelievable. He had one of the best weeks of any team that Mm. has played so far this weekend. Yeah, he had almost 200 rushing yards, had three touchdowns, had those six receptions for 55 yards as well. Mm -hmm. So that is a new aspect being added to his game, like I said earlier on, and we can touch on this a little more. But. Derrick Henry, you know, he has not been much of a receiving threat overall um, since he's been in the NFL. But they said now they want to start targeting him more and getting him more receptions. And week one, we kind of saw it, but now we're kind of seeing it, you know, this week uh, with this huge performance and the fact that Derrick Henry, he is all over the place and can do so many different things. So. And if he continues to play like he played today, there will be no regrets for going with that strategy. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. one other one other thing that has come across my mind. We were talking about the Carolina and Saints game earlier. Mm-hmm. The Panthers defense was able to keep Alvin Kamara to only five yards total today. Yeah. I mean, any team in the history of the world that has been able to do that is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, not having most of the coaching staff and the defense wouldn't matter for the offense. You know, of course that's going to hurt, but keeping Alvin Kamara, one of the most explosive players in professional football to five yards. Yeah. It's just, and I mean, he was on the field playing. It's not like he just wasn't on the field. He was there and they kept him to five yards. I think that is a, a marvelous achievement by the Carolina Panthers defense. Five rushing yards. Exactly. Yeah. What did I say? You said five total yards. Oh, first, oh goodness. Excuse me. Five rushing yeah. yards. But still, I mean, that is... I know, yeah. I mean, that is just amazing. Yeah, I was impressed with the Panthers' defense today. I thought they looked really good. Um, I know a lot of people might use the excuse that the Saints, you know, all the COVID issues that mm-hmm. have taken a toll on their team. But still... I mean, this is a huge win after losing eight of the last nine games to the Saints. It's a huge I mean, momentum boost. And that well. one win came at, at the last game of the season a few years ago when all the backups were playing. I mean, it was it didn't even matter. Exactly. So this was a really big win for this Panthers team. Um, and they get a much easier matchup next week um, against the Texans, uh, mm-hmm. though it's not – a really easy matchup. It's a much easier matchup than the Saints. Um, and then after that, they take on the Cowboys. So, I mean, hopefully they're going to be 3-0 and and they will meet up with Dallas in that matchup. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a huge matchup, I think. I'm excited for that. But overall, I think this is a really good day for NFL football. Justin Herbert, um, 
with the Chargers. Like we said, all those penalties that the Chargers had, he could have had a much better day um, overall. I mean, he had two touchdowns taken away from penalties today, and that wound up costing the entire Chargers team as a whole the entire game. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I think um, what Caleb said earlier, this Chargers team is young. They're going to work on things. Um, we'll see how things pan out from there. But the, the Chargers, I mean, they just played with such energy mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I just remember that that one throw where they they intercepted the ball. Yeah. And that was, you know, they it's just there's a lot of good things going on with the Chargers. It's it's just really honing in that energy and focusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think um, they're going to have a much better year as the season goes on. But um, I don't have much else to touch on unless either of you have anything else you want to say at all before we sign off. I mean, overall, I think it's going to be a pretty good year, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some surprise teams. I think the Raiders are going to be one. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the charter is probably going to be a little bit, you know, I don't want to say disappointing, but underperforming, I guess you could say. Yeah. I, I want you to say that same thing next week as the Chargers beat the Chiefs next week. Oh. Chargers yeah. are going to beat the Chiefs next week, and Chiefs are going to fall to 1-2. and two Oh, wow. That will be like, what, the first losing record? Yeah. I don't even I'm know predicting it. I'm predicting it. Okay. Just well, hold on. Do they I'm play, gonna when go do ahead. they play? Hold on. I'm, let, let me check real quick. I believe it's a 4 o'clock kickoff next week. 4 o'clock. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll know the result by the end yep. of the We will Shoot, know the I'll results. I'll be all right recording before that game's over with. Yeah. We can do that. I'm ready. I'm ready for it because I think uh, Justin Herbert is going to go off in that one. I'm excited for that matchup. I remember last season when they faced off. Uh, it's going to be exciting. I think the uh, um, Panthers Texans is going to be good next week. Oh yeah, yeah. I think the I, uh, I think the Bills and Washington. It's a one o'clock kickoff. One o'clock. Oh really? Yeah, Los Angeles at Kansas City. One o'clock kickoff. Well, CBS. Don't miss it. I think I'm excited the, for it. I think Washington the Bills. I think that'll be a good game. It'll be low that's scoring. Gonna, that's going to be a good game too. I'm ex- I like that. I like that matchup. Um, I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. I will. I like that. that. I like that. I but. think what will be really interesting next week is the Bengals Steelers. Mm-hmm. I think honestly we'll find out if they're actually legit or not. Yeah, I mean, the I, Steelers, I don't think they are, but the Steelers, they um, they have a lot of ups and downs offensively. I think, but their defense is really good. It's just their offense. I don't know if their offense <laughs> can. Be a legitimate they force. Najee Harris and yeah, who had a good day. Much, yeah. yeah, he did good to get. He had a good. I mean, their receiving good core is good, but were, I think it's a little overrated. I think the it's definitely overrated, but I mean, yeah, they have much to be desired at quarterback. Yeah, I think they need to look at that quarterback situation sooner rather than later. Hmm. But um, I think that's going to be about it here. From us at our studio at my house. For Brandon Hodge, John Jorgensen, Caleb Swales, 
We say so long, and as long as we're here next week, we'll see you then.